0: Thank you for coming, and uh, we're going to dive right into uh, the leadership session. Amen. Uh, a thought that I had come to me to share that um, I didn't quite um, deliver last night was that a lot of what we're receiving at camp meeting from the anointed men and women of God is the foundation for anything else. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And the reason so many in the body of Christ over the years have either rejected or have not dived into issues like leadership training or financial training or professional training is that for a long time, these principles were being espoused by... People of, of darkness. Amen. And so, like some of the management books, 48 Laws of Power, there's no believer, there's no real believer that opens up that book that will be comfortable with reading and living by those principles. And so, for a long time, these principles were being espoused, they were being taught, they were being trained by people of darkness. Amen. But thank God that there's a revival. Praise the Lord. Thank God that there's a revival. Billy Graham in the year 2000 gave a prophecy. And said that the next great revival is going to be by believers in the marketplace. Amen. Amen. That's where the next great revival is happening. Because as society becomes increasingly more professional, increasingly non-personal, praise the Lord, that people are going to the solutions for mankind. So these principles have been taught by people of darkness and that's why for a long time it looked like it was anti-God, it was anti-Christ for you as a believer to go and sit down in a leadership training. That's why it seemed as it was anti-our faith for us to be buying and investing in management books. Praise the Lord. But like I said yesterday, all truth is God's truth. Moses was in the glory, talking with God, face to face. God was giving him the pattern to come and build the tabernacle. God was giving him insight as to how to lead the children of Israel. God was telling him who he was and what he wanted him to do for his inheritance. But God did not tell him anything about how to lead the people. It was from Jethro. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that he now got the insights to break them into hundreds and to fifties and to set, to set people up in each of those um, systems, praise the Lord, to hear the complaints of the people and to administer justice to the people. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if Moses had said, no, 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 I didn't read this in the Bible. It's not Aramed that taught me this. Praise the Lord. I didn't see this in a vision. There's no chapter and verse that I see this principle you are telling me. So I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to reach out for it. Amen. Then you would, would have missed it by a mile. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus sent out the 72 by 2. To the cities that he was going to go and preach. And what they were doing was actually scouting the land. To know exactly what held sway in these cities. So it was not just his anointing even though he was anointed he also had structure and system that was going to help make the anointing go further praise the lord hallelujah there's a reason god called paul to be the apostle to the gentiles even though first and foremost that door had to be opened by peter because he was the rock but when it was time after that the door had been opened the person that was going to take this thing like wildfire and run into the Gentiles, there's a reason he had to be Apostle Paul. Because he was well-versed in their culture. He had a green card. He had a Roman citizenship. So he had free passage into all the Gentile world. Praise the Lord. And you remember the story in the Philippian jail that at some point he brought out his green card and said, hey, you are not going to throw me away like some... How you do those other evangelists? No, me, I'm a Roman citizen. At that point, he did not claim anointing. Amen? He did not claim the call of God upon his life. He, did not call the, he called the, the, the temporal, earthly thing that God had given him. Praise the Lord. So, as we are hearing these words and we are drinking of these anointings, it is important that that is our foundation. But upon it, we have systems, we have structure, and we have knowledge that can take this anointing further in our personal experience, and in the world to come. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because these anointings and these graces that we are drinking is not just for us. It is not just for you and your family. The great commission is that we are to preach the gospel in all the world, amongst all peoples. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are to be witnesses, yes, in Jerusalem, in Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We should not be satisfied with our own corner. We shouldn't be satisfied with ourselves. We must have a global vision. Hallelujah. And the truth is that God has called each and every one of us to greatness. We are not all going to be popular, but we are all called to be great. Great. That even if you don't jackpot, you don't have to jackpot to, <laughs> to impact the world. Nelson Mandela impacted the world, but where was he? South Africa. Mother Teresa was where? Calcutta, India. It's not as if she was flying all over the world. She wasn't going from place to place to place to place. It was in one place that her name spread and has, it has eclipsed the entire world. So some of us, yes, like Rev, will be traveling the world, going from place to place. Amen? Amen. My wife asked me the other time, say, Rev is always... How does he do it? Praise the Lord. How many of you have ever thought of, how does Rev. Arameh do just going from place to place to place? Amen? Praise the Lord. He's anointed for it. And that's how each and every one of of us, The call upon our lives, we are to put systems and structures so that it goes further than ourselves. The key thing about wealth and influence is not for personal gain. How many of you believe there is a mighty supply? A mighty, mighty supply. How many of you know that that mighty, mighty supply is not just so that you can be eating shawarma four times a day? How many of you know it's not just so that you can buy new cars and be changing cars like (laughs) every week? Praise the Lord. How many of you know that that mighty, mighty supply is so that God can establish his covenant in the earth? Because just like somebody, I forgot who said it, that the world is not going to fund the gospel. It's either that there's a wealth transfer, it was Reverend Tokula, it's either that there's a wealth transfer from the world into our hands, or they that are even with the money, they become born again and come into the kingdom. The kingdom of God is the one that's going to fund the gospel. And I was thinking about this last year. That when you look at all these Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and all these billionaires, how many of you have realized that it is not so that they are, have you noticed that they don't even dress well? Especially Bill Gates, that's the worst culprit of them all. They don't dress well. He owns one car. Bill Gates owns one car, a 1999 model car. So even in the world, they understand that wealth and, and fame and influence is not for personal gain. Guess what it is for? It is to influence the agenda of the earth. That's why during the pandemic, uh, doctors were being banned from talking about COVID on YouTube, on Facebook. But Bill Gates, that dropped out of university, was talking anything he wanted to talk about, COVID. Didn't you notice that? They were pulling doctors. You guys were getting sanctioned. Doctors were getting sanctioned for talking about things that they have been studying for the last 25 years, 30 years. There's somebody that has has not studied it he didn't even come, he didn't even, let's tell the truth, he didn't even finish university. <laughs> he was saying whatever he wanted to say. His wife said that she sees people dropping like flies in Africa. They set the agenda. All Elon Musk had to do is dodge coin to the moon. Everybody was buying dodge coin. Imagine if Elon Musk said, Jesus is Lord. Imagine if Bill Gates tweets and says, Jesus can heal you. Imagine if uh, Bezos is saying, there's a mighty, mighty supply. Yeah. Wow. Praise the Lord. I told you about how in uh, John Maxwell's meeting, at least 370 people came out to receive Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. There are structures and there are systems that we need to put in place so that this thing goes further. Amen. So yesterday we were talking about five questions that can guarantee that we can change the world. That will take what we are doing in our individual spaces, whether you are a pastor, whether you have an itinerant ministry, whether you run a business, whether you are a musician, whether you are a civil servant. These were the five questions that we are talking about that can guarantee taking this thing further than yourself. The first one is what is the measurable win? And that question I said gives us Amen. That question gives you clarity. You have to have clarity about what you are doing. There are too many people in business, too many people in their careers, they don't even know why they are doing what they are doing. There are many times people, you tell them oh, I'm looking for a job. Which job do you want? Is say any job? Now, I know that for a moment, you might have to do any job. There was a the time I was selling Zobu. Amen. When I finished, <laughs> when I went back to work full-time in all for him, I was sharing that this morning. I went to work full-time in all for him, and I was volunteering at Radio Benway. They were not paying me in Radio Bainway. They were not paying me in all for him. And I had to fuel my car. No, not my car. My father's car that he gave me. <laughs> so what did I start doing? I started selling Zobu. In the girls' hostel of Benue State University that I graduated from. And I, I chose the girls' hostel because I had all for him members. I would come in the morning I would give them the Zobu. There were about three girls in our all for him. I said, take the Zobu. This is your court in zobo, And I will pay you this amount. Amen. I just need this amount back. And I'll use that and put fuel in my car so that I can preach the gospel and go and volunteer in, in Benu, uh, Radio Benny where they are not paying me. And I did that for a year and a half. Amen. And because of that, I'm going to launch a Zobo brand in the future. Amen. <laughs> because now I know Zobo. I know Zobo very well. I know the intricacies of Zobo. Praise the Lord. So I get it that yes, there will be times where you have to start somewhere. But at some point, you need to be asking yourself, what do I want? What is the measurable win? The second question was, what are we doing to accomplish the vision, which is what determines action and systems? So if we want more souls, what are we doing to to get more souls? Are we going to do a crusade? What's the best thing as a church, as a ministry? Is it crusade? Is it social media? Because when you get clarity about what you want to do, the action that will give you the determined result is the best result. That's the best. That determines the action that you need to take. Praise the Lord. So if you if you sell okoroko like I was saying yesterday, (laughs) Amen. What is the best? Who who are you selling to, and what's the best medium to get to them? What are you doing to get that result? The third question, and I'm going to go quickly through the first three. I remember the last two. I'm going to spend time in the last two because those are the ones I didn't get to. The third question is, how are we doing? And that is what defines reality. At some point, you have to sit down and tell yourself, is this thing working? If it's not working, then you have to pivot. You have to pivot. And so when I went to the United States, I started working in the oil and gas sector. And the job I worked up until May this year, I was working at least 80 to 100 hours a week. Not in a month, in a week. People are complaining that they have to work 40 hours a week. I was doing up to 80 to 100 hours a week. And then I went to go and, with my big head, to carry John Maxwell. <laughs> On Top of that one because that's the clarity. I asked myself, What is the ma- I want? This is what I want to do, amen. And then the action and the system that I had to use was John Maxwell. So I put that on my head and I said, This thing is not working, no, I will, I will die young. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In fact, that's how I put on all this weight because I wasn't sleeping. Maybe I'll eat one meal in a day as I eat it, that's how I'm going to bed. Swallow a bar and sleep. Just give it time. Amen. And God will increase you on every side. <laughs> Amen. And I realized that this thing is not sustainable. And so I took a different job in May. That, and I, I, reduced, I actually took a pay cut to work this new job. And I, I'm going to work that. And it's actually giving me more expertise in the oil and gas sector. In the midstream and downstream sector, pipeline and maritime receipts. But it frees me up with time. Amen. So once you ask yourself, what is the what is the reality? Is this still working? What needs to change? What needs to be added? Who should I meet? Who can I talk to? Are they, they the customers or the parishioners? Are they even receiving this thing that we are giving them? amen praise the lord so that's the third question you need to ask now the fourth question which i had to skip over uh very quickly yesterday we're going to spend some more time what are the keys to success and this is the question that determines culture culture you have to have a culture If you remember your social studies, they say culture is the way of life of a people. Right? I'm currently reading a book called Tribes by Seth Godin that talks about the things that you need to put in place if you are going to lead people. If people are going to follow you, there are certain things that you have to put in place. You have to realize that culture trumps everything. Culture trumps everything. Why do we behave the way we behave in Nigeria? It's because of a certain culture. Praise the Lord. In the United States, their culture is based on liberty. Because when they fled the monarchy in Europe, back in the 1700s, They said, "Eh, eh, we don't want somebody, some king and queen to tell us how to live. Because of that, they didn't even have a standing army. Praise the Lord. And because of that, at the beginning of America's life, if if you were not male, sorry, if you were not male and you did not own land, you could not vote. How many of you own land? How many of you do not own land? That means you couldn't vote. <laughs> Especially if you were a male. Sorry, if you were a male and you did not have land, you could not vote. If you were a female and you had land, you still couldn't vote. Because they believed that there was something they were trying to create. Amen. So they set that out and they were creating a culture. One of the reasons we struggle to vote in Nigeria is because we did not even struggle for our independence. Amen. How many of you remember the story of our independence? We didn't struggle for our independence. And then after six years of that independence, the military took over. So for 33 years, we were not even voting. Even if you wanted to vote, who are you voting for? Then it's just in 1999. This is after how many hundreds of years of people not choosing their leaders. You suddenly say, okay, choose your leaders. So there's a reason people behave the way they behave. Amen. There's a reason SGC behave the way they behave. Because of what they are seeing. Because of the anointing on the set man. Because of how he has transferred it to every person they have their own different ramifications and how they express it. But there's a, there's a way this tribe called SGC behaves. Some people, you, if, you just, if you just hear them say something, you know which church they attend. Amen. If somebody says, oh, it's an atmosphere for miracles, you know where they're coming from. Amen. If they say, we don't watch TV, you know where they're coming from. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So there's a reason people behave in a certain way. And even if you go into the public sector, into the private sector, there's a, there's a reason certain brands are the way they are. There's a way Chelsea people behave. Chelsea fans. Very annoying bunch of, of people. Yes, <laughs> Amen. Arsenal, the best of the best. upgunners. Gunners. <laughs> How many of you are making money from Arsenal? Has Arsenal paid any of you? Amen. Chelsea hasn't paid any of you. I cannot stand here and yab man you. There's a reason. <laughs> On social media I do, but not, I can't do it here. Amen. <laughs> but even these places, there's a, there's a way Arsenal plays football. They will not buy certain players. They will never buy Diego Costa. Never even if is for free they won't buy him because he doesn't fit the culture so as a leader as a person that's trying to create something what is the culture that you see as you are selling that Okoroku, as you are selling eh uh, charger you sell phone you sell credit you have a what is it that you are seeing and how does how do you want your business to run how do you want it to run When Steve Jobs was starting Apple, he had an idea. This is how it's going to be. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, to do that, you have to maintain your passion. You have to maintain the passion that you have for that thing. Now, passion is not excitement. One of the greatest misunderstandings of that word is that you will do what you love doing and you never have to walk another day in your life. So, no. I remember, <laughs> I remember days that I did not want to go into the Nigeria info studio. I would wake up in the morning. I just look, and say, why do I have to go to work today? Why? But anybody on the outside say, wow, you are successful. You are, you are running the show. You are, you are, the, people say you are my best, best presenter ever in the world. Oh, wow, okay. Wow. Nice. One guy called the other and said, Ufi, I'm, I'm mad at you. You know why I'm mad at you? I don't know why you're not the president of this country. <laughs> if you give me 30 billion to buy, to, to buy, buy the ticket and to campaign, I will, I will, I will go. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But your passion is not excitement. Even in the body of Christ, you know the passion of the Christ is what you are willing to suffer. What you are willing to persist through to create what you are trying to create. You have to maintain your passion. It's been said, do not give up in the darkness what God told you in the light. Do not give up in the darkness what God has showed you in the light. Why did you start that business? Hopefully it was not just so that you can pay school fees. That's a byproduct. What were you trying to bring into the earth? Praise the Lord. Pursue excellence. As you ask this question, you must pursue excellence. Excellence does not mean expensive. Excellence simply means doing the best that you can with the resources that you have. Amen. Doing the best that you can with the resources that you have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as you are doing ministry, as you are doing business, as you are working in the civil service, you must be excellent. You must do the best that you can with what you have. Because that is the only way that you begin to influence the world and that is the only way you can advance. Amen. So with excellence, with passion, as we pursue it, one of the things that happens is that we create comfort. Amen. How many of you have ever? Um, what's the best mobile network? Is it Glo or MTN or Airtel? None. None of the above. So that example don't cast be that. <laughs> Just pick, just pick one, okay, MTN. Because that's the one I was using. Ah, but MTN too. Ah, I don't suffer for MTN. Let me use another illustration, amen. <laughs> Rev, what's your favorite airline? In BA, right. I actually flew BA coming. And I understand why. Amen. Now, I'm very sure the reason was that maybe the first time you ever flew with them, you just, you, you liked it right was comfortable it was prompt it's not like some airlines that we know that (laughs) Uh (laughs) but you flew it and you felt you felt good so one of the things that happens with comfort one of the things that excellence and passion does is that it creates comfort why do you come to SGC there are many churches that you pass on your way to this place, where you live, you pass many churches to come to SGC. One of the reasons I, I, am, I am submitted to Reverend Aramir and to Dr. Nugwa is because I trust them. How many of you trust your pastors? How many of you know that they are, in, they are not in this thing for, for fame, for money? Right? With passion and excellence, they have been doing ministry for more than 30 years. I think now that creates comfort. You feel comfortable with them. And comfort creates repeat customers. Comfort r- creates repeat customers. If you go and use a mechanic and you now you can't find spark plug, one of your tire is missing. You came with full tank, now it's quarter tank. Okay, I swear, I swear I don't move this your moto. Ah uh uh-uh. How many of you are going to go back there again? But if you go, your car is cleaner than when you took it. It, it It's now purring like a cat. Amen. You ask how much, you say two five. Two five? Only two five. You change brain box, bought four tires, and it's two five. (laughs) Is it dollar or euro? He said, No, neither sir, neither sir. Ah. You have been using him again and again and again, and there are no issues. In fact, he comes and collects the car and brings it back. You don't even have to go to the mechanic. How many of you know that you continue to use that mechanic? My father has been using the same mechanic for 15 years. Amen. My father went for his wedding. There's no child that the mechanic has that he doesn't invite my father. My father will go. It can be the same. That's a mechanic. It should not be that as you are selling Okoroku, people are complaining every time about your Okoroku. You develop website, people will be complaining every time. You design flyer, people cannot believe, you sell, You uh, it's December now, people are fighting with tailors. If you are a tailor, please, please. Zambi. <laughs> We are begging you, please represent us well. (laughs) Represent us well. You are a music minister. They invited you to sing. You didn't come. You collected money. You didn't come. And you off your phone. (laughs) That's the end now. And then you, when you be pray, you come and be meeting Rev, Rev, declare mighty supply for me. He will. Amen. And people will call you and then you disappoint until your fame will spread abroad. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So with passion and excellence, you must create comfort and people will come to you. They will be repeat customers. It doesn't matter what you are selling. If you are selling the gospel, if you are selling clothes, if you are selling a service, if you are selling an, an agenda and an idea, people will come to you. If you create comfort for them, and then under that, the keys to success is to maintain and cho- choose and maintain the right attitude, you must choose the right attitude. You must have the right attitude. and you know why, even for us in the body of Christ, this is even easier It's because we have the fruit of the spirit. I've seen unbelievers operate with this principle sadly, better than some believers. Amen. Amen. And that's why I like what Pastor Dupe was saying this morning. That even Job, that thought it was God, he was still blessing the God. His wife told him, cause this God and die. He had boils under his feet. When I was young, Amen. the thing that drove me to Divine Healing was that I always used to have malaria. And I remember very distinctly that nothing used to cure my malaria but chloroquine. And it doesn't matter whether I take Fennigan, pyritine, all those things. They say, take it two hours before you take the... They say, they say no, take it after... I tried all the... Cocktails. Now lie one week one week the malaria will go in one day then the itching is one week it was so bad that that first you know that first rain that falls that smell once i smell it i become depressed that was my experience from age 9 to age 22 every rainy season at least 5 bouts of malaria and each of them is this is the thing one one day of malaria one week of itching from age 9 to 22. Amen. And I remember that as a child. As a child, what my father would do is that he would, he would have a, a basin. And he would light newspaper on fire. So that the heat can be under my feet. Because once my feet were warm. He used to take care of the itching. Yeah heat stops the itching. <laughs> heat actually addresses the itching, at least for me. Amen. And my father would do that. So, I, so actually, when I, whenever I read the story of Job and I think of boils on that, that's what I think of. But he was still blessing God. Because he could not see that God was doing him any harm. Amen. So, concerning your ministry, concerning your business, why are you downcast? Why? You must choose the right attitude. Get up and smile. You've lost money in business, get up and smile. At least you still have, yes, people are pursuing you for their money, but you're not yet in prison. Praise the Lord. You must have the right attitude. You must have the right attitude. I learned the, the strength of gratitude when I. Um, so remember, I told you for four years I was trying to gain admission. From 1996 to the year 2000, I was trying to gain admission. I wrote JAM. Uh, Unijoss did not give me admission. So till this day, Unijoss is, is a useless school. Um, no, no apologies to anybody that went to UJ. I mean, really. I had 217 in JAM. Wouldn't give me admission. Banza. Um in <laughs> and then I wrote IGMB. I failed. Now it's not anybody's fault, it was my fault. I got three points out of a possible nine. Uh then I went back in 98 and I got zero points out of a possible. If I hear this anywhere, you are the one that told them. Amen. <laughs> And then what had happened was that the people who were in GSS three, when I graduated, were now writing jam with me in '99. Somebody's hissing. <laughs> don't don't. Feel, I was, but the point I told you all of this not to. Then I never felt sorry for myself. And the day I realized the power of this was. In 1998, crossover service, my father went to give a testimony in church. Equal number one. Amen. (laughs) My father went out to give a testimony. And he says, the most important lesson he has learned this year is from his son. My son has struggled to gain admission. But not once have I seen him bow his head in disappointment, and in depression. Amen. 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 And like I said before, everything I am doing today, it was in those four years that I started to build my capacity in those areas. Despite my shyness, that's when I started to speak publicly. That's when I began to write. That's when I began to prepare Bible study and sermons. That's when I began to travel the country preaching to other teenagers. Then it was teenage outreach ministry. Tom, anybody remember Tom? Amen. I was heavily involved. That's when we started all for him because I was bored at home. No Netflix that year, no internet. So they say, let's come and sing. I say, that man, <laughs> not even they do for us. could we'll go sing, and that's how the thing caught on. And then I became the national leader. Praise the Lord. If you have the right attitude, avenues, things, you you will find a way to get out of that predicament. You will find out. So you must get up the loins of your soul and refuse to be downcast. The fifth question you need to ask is, what one thing by getting better will make the biggest difference? And this is what guarantees explosion. So right now, what is our problem as a business? Is it the marketing? Is it the revenue? Is it the money management? Is it the staff that we have? What is the one thing that we need to correct now? So maybe you have a Judas that is stealing the money. So the problem is not even the revenue, is that somebody is stealing the money. Or that you are taking all the money that the business sh- should have and you are using it to pay for a ticket to go to Dubai. Amen. What is the one thing you need to correct right now? Stop trying to correct so many things. Last year, early last year, I was trying to do four things at the same time. I was trying to get certified as a John Maxwell trainer. I was trying to start a clothing brand. I was trying to get certified as an international inspect, petrochemical inspector. And I was trying to, um, I've even forgotten the fourth thing. I was trying to do four things. And guess what? I was making headway in none of them. So as a business, as a ministry, what is the one thing you can correct now? Oh no, but, but business is good. But ministry is good. My family is okay. Yes. If it ain't broke, fix it. That went over somebody's head, eh? If it ain't broke, fix it. Well, let me say it this way. Even if it ain't broke. Fix it. Oh, there's no problem. God is good. Yes, we know that God God is always good. Even, Even in hellfire, God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good everywhere. In Yemen right now, God is good. In the northeast, he's still good. Amen. In New York, he's good. His goodness, that's not a problem. You are the one that needs the expression of the goodness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What can, it can always be better. You can be winning more souls. You can be doing more revenue. There's something Konemoya said in one of his messages. He says, until Sunday traffic is overtaking Monday traffic, the church still has things to do. Oh, we have 1,000 people in our church. Fine, that's glory to God. There can be 1,010. There can be 2,000. There can be 5 million. There are 8 billion people. I've been 9 now. There are so many billion people on earth. So there are more souls to be won. Praise the Lord. Oh, my business, we just did north of 2 million naira. There's 5... People are doing 20 billion. They're still marketing. Is Coca-Cola not marketing Didn't you pass Coca-Cola signboard somewhere glow every day glow unlimited glow 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 they are still chopping you're not don't have clear call but they are still marketing you have been insulting them about how you can't load credit but they are still, still marketing i was in one bank to be to remain unnamed on monday trying to reopen my account if you see the line of people that had been wrongly debited. <laughs> one woman was vibrating. <laughs> that is her third time in the last two weeks to get her money. They wrongly debited her. As she was complaining about one, they did another one. <laughs> Guess what? That bank is still doing advert for more people to come. And yeah, no, I already have the account, but but when I saw the line, I said it's like I will just, once I reactivate this account, I will just quietly pull everything. Amen. You can still do more. Stop resting on your oars. Do more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what is the one thing that you need to change? What's the one thing you need to improve? What's the one thing you need to stop? What's the one thing you need to start? Hallelujah. So that brings us to an end of what I really wanted to, to speak of last year. These are the five questions you need to ask. If you missed yesterday, get the tapes. Amen? You can go online and you can get the first three. What I just dealt with are the, first, the, the, first, the last two. Amen. Now, I want us to move in. And once again, thank you, Rev, for sowing this session to me, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Amen. I want us to briefly consider creating an environment of growth. Amen. One of the greatest things I've heard from Savannah, and this was way back in Zone, uh, zone 6, is that God's plan is increased. Me coming from my Orthodox Protestant background, It it was a big thing that I heard that God wants increase. God wants profit. God wants growth. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so there are principles that I want us to look into that can help us with growth. Because spiritually, we have been hearing an announcement that there is a mighty, mighty supply. So we have the foundation right. Paul says in, 2 Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 3, he says, no other foundation can be laid that is Christ. How many of you are glad you have the foundation of Christ? You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body, right? Who created your spirit? Who created your soul? Who created your body? Are you sure? Are you positive? You are sure God created your spirit? No, that's yes, God is a spirit. Yeah, okay, yeah. Your soul, Uncle. Are you sure it's God that created your soul? Okay, your body. Your body, who created your body? Oh, okay, okay, right. So we're on the same page. Now, spiritually, my approach to a thing like, say, money is to sow it. Amen. That's the first principle of money to sow. Now, my soulish approach to money. Is to save it. To save and invest it. So as a believer, you need to sow your money, but you also need to save and invest it. Or grow it. And then my body's approach to money is to spend it. Amen. How many of you sow money? How many of you save and or invest or grow money? I know of you chop money) <laughs> Good. Now, when it comes to increase and growth, there is a spiritual approach, there is a soulish approach, and then there's a physical approach. The person that gets the best out of any venture is the one who combines all three. So, as we're talking about growth, a growth environment, I'm not going to be, in this leadership session, I'm not talking about the spiritual because, (laughs) I mean, these men of God have just been dropping it so hot. Amen. And we will yet do more in the lane of hand service tomorrow. Amen. Amen. How many of you are expectant? (laughs) You know, this is my first time back in four and a half years. But there are many people that don't even know that I'm around. I've not even seen my father. Amen. Now, I think me come be this. It's not uh, to see people that I've not seen. Amen. They say, are you in town? I say, I'm in town. When can we meet? <sharp inhale> Silence. Now, from Monday, we'll go relate. <laughs> Amen. So, let's talk about a growth environment. And I'm going to repeat something I said yesterday. You must invest in yourself. Investing in yourself is not being selfish. It's not being selfish. You must invest in yourself. You say you want to be a musician. How many voice lessons have you paid for? Since I became a certified leadership trainer. How many of you have ever seen my adverts for virtual training on social media? Good. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm so disappointed. Only one percent of the people. I have work to do. (laughs) I have work to do. The world needs to know that I'm born in this bright. Amen. Amen. I need to stop winking in the dark. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I've been shocked at the number of people that have even sent personal messages. Pay something to get something. Audio. Praise the Lord. You have to invest in yourself, you have to invest money into your growth. Go to school. Go for a training. Amen. Go to Udemy.com. Go to Coursera.org. Ten thousand naira, five thousand naira, summer free. Amen. You are still using Corel Corel Nine to do design? No, sir. Praise the Lord. Invest in yourself. You need to invest in yourself. And you need to have a plan. What is your growth plan? Please, everybody, write this down. In the next one to two weeks, I am coming up with a growth plan. Because growth is not automatic. In John Maxwell's book, The Fifteen Invaluable Laws of Growth, the first law is the law of intentionality. Growth does not just happen. It's not your growth as an individual, it's not your growth as a physical person that just, you are just as you are born, you just de- grow. No. The truth is that in this world, if you are not moving something forward, it is retrogressing. So, what is your plan for growth? You must come up with a plan to grow as an administrator, as a businessman, as a father and a husband, as a mother and a wife. Even if you don't know where to start, start as a wife and as a uh, you are a wife and a mother, Abby. You are a husband and a father. How many books on fatherhood, on fathering and husbandry have you read? How many? How many? buy books there are ebooks now for one naira, you can get ebook for free amen i'm in one whatsapp group with uh, pastor ephraim if you go there and you just mention any book he will put it there for you free of charge that's how i got plans purposes pres- i've been looking for that book one day i just said let me you, are, you say you have been looking for this book. have you really searched you're just desiring it, you have not searched. I just remember say let me even go and ask Pastor Ephraim. In less than in less than fifteen minutes, pam pam. Two versions of <laughs> plans, purposes, and pursuits there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Somebody gave me a gift card for my birthday, September 2nd. Write it down. Amen. Um, somebody gave me a fifty dollar gift card. And there's one shoe that I've been trying to buy. As I sat down by the computer to buy the shoe, I now remember that there were some books that I've also been wanting to buy. I said, uh, Let's buy the books. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't sew money, I sew. It doesn't mean that I don't chop money. I did chop money, as you can see. Amen. Um, why are you laughing? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you also have to invest. Amen. And I'm reading one of those books right now. I've said it again, Tribes by Seth Godin, how to lead people. Because one of the things I want to do in 2023 is to create a community of people that are going to change the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. So stay tuned. If you have you noticed I don't post much on Facebook anymore. I don't if it's not the gospel. Or Yabi Manu, Sanusa, <laughs> or Chelsea. There is no club I hate more than Chelsea in this world. If Chelsea is playing anybody, I will. Root, I will. Root. If Chelsea is playing Manu, I want Manu to win. Amen. There is a story behind that. Maybe one next year I will share it. Amen. Because I used to be a Chelsea fan. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord. But you must invest in yourself, amen. Spend money on yourself. Spend time on yourself. Look for people. Humble yourself and go and learn from people. Humble yourself. Not every time raising shoulder. I, I know you don't know everything. You don't know everything for the year and a half that as I was at radio benway I was interacting with people that quite honestly I was more educated than the world would say I'm more intelligent than but when it came to radio and broadcasting they had been sitting there for 25 years so guess what when it comes to that skill and to that ability they are more intelligent than me bible history tells us that elisha was actually older than elijah And not only that, Elisha came from a prosperous family. And he had a business that he was running. That's why he had to slaughter his oxen. But when he got the tap, he said, Okay, he slaughtered the the cattle. I'm sure his father would say, "What, (laughs) What is this? He slaughtered it and followed him. He followed Elijah. Because he knew what he was looking for. What are you looking for? Invest in yourself. Praise God. Now, a growth environment is one where you continually challenge yourself. You must challenge yourself. Every day you wake up, you must do something that challenges you to be better. When I remember very distinctly in 1993, my father... So, we moved from Kaduna to Makodi in 1993... And so there was like a three-week period where we had not yet gotten placement into schools in And uh, So my father said, well, no problem. Even though I go to work, and my mother was still in Kaduna, while you're at home, I want each and every one of you to solve 10 mathematics questions every day. When I come back, I will look at it and I'll review it. After stru- And I, if there's anything I did not like, it was math. Amen. Me and my immediate younger sister, we didn't like maths and we shared it in the family, we are four me, my sister, my brother my sister is boy, girl, boy, girl the first two, we know sabimas the last two they they're sabimas, amen so me and my sister, after one day, we now came up with with a a plan, a solution amen hey, hey. Ooh. and <laughs> what was the solution? remember New General Mathematics at the back, there's the answer you get it now <laughs> do I need to say more no. let's not let the cat out of the bag <laughs> and that is how we will go and write down ten uh, questions and we will put the answer ten over ten weigh them <laughs> until one day my father said hey this one how did you get it aha uh-huh. aha Um, 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 so because also that uh, 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 uh but just because I was getting right answers did not mean I was growing just because there's activity does not mean that there is growth so every day do something that challenges you your threshold is one hour of reading increase it to one hour 15 minutes then increase it to one hour, twenty minutes, then increase it to two hours you don't like you like you can do business but you don 't like marketing well right now that you are the only you are the CEO treasurer, you are a one man business you have to market you have to market amen you have to market do something that challenges you. Every day. My degree is in sociology. I worked in broadcasting for a decade. I went to the US and I started working in oil and gas. My first job was quality assurance as a lab technician. The last time I did science was 1993, junior secondary school. I started, me, I started doing titration. I have never done titration in my life. Titration is physics. I stopped at inter-science. It's chemistry. I said now physics. Na intro tech. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I started doing titration. As you see me so now, eh? You see that time that there was fear was spoiling people's engine. I could have cured that problem. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm saying something right now. Praise the Lord. I know the problem. It had 20% of ethanol. Anything above 10% will kill your engine. And it's a simple test. Simple test that will not take 15 minutes. Will determine that this, this fuel is not good. But I remember that there were days I would go to work. I say, God, what is this? Yes, you are paying me, but I don't like it. But for that moment, that's what I had to do. And very soon I'm leaving paid employment in oil and gas to start consulting in oil and gas. But it's because I challenged myself for four years. So many times you look at people and say, oh, I wish I could, I wish I could, I wish. You wish you could preach like Rev. You wish you could flow. He, He had to grow in the things of the Spirit. Even the things of the Spirit, you have to challenge yourself. They don't fall on you like ripe cherries amen the bible even says grow in grace so even grace that is a free gift you have to grow in it praise the lord so you must challenge yourself the last thing i'm going to talk about is that growth is not modeled so that growth is modeled and expected Look for somebody that models where you are going. One of the most unfortunate things in our society is that we believe in competition and not collaboration. We need to collaborate more. How many of you are into you, you you have a desire to do music? Music, either music ministry, you want to sing, or you are a music. You want to own music. How many of you, can I see with a show of hands? Good. How many of you don't, you don't really want to sing, but you want to write? You like to write songs? Anybody? Good, good. So, you people should meet and collaborate, amen? It's as, yes, Pastor Eber is saying it. There's money in writing. You th- Oh, you think, you think, you think that Justin Bieber, he wrote all those songs. He has not right up to, up to half of the lyrics of those songs. And people are collecting money. Praise the Lord. So you need to look for people who have gone ahead of you. Amen. And sometimes it's not even exactly in the same field and same sphere. Because the principles of growth and the principles of growth and change are universal, so Pastor Mrs. Nugwa Ada can can actually model a person that wants to be an engineer. So if you have access to her, please go and meet her. Bishop Jakes is a is a vet. There are principles that he can teach a person that's trying to grow into aeronautics. Amen. So once you have access to a person that resembles where you want to go to, please, humble yourself and go there and ask for help. And it's even better if it's in the same industry or the same area of growth. Somebody has been married for 25 years. He and his wife, and they are happy. You and your wife of six months now, Tom and Jerry every day. Amen? It's nothing... So, sorry, yeah, that's the situation. Go and ask them, would you guys be willing to counsel me and my wife? Because what the success you have, we covet it. Praise the Lord. And if somebody rejects you or says no, fine. You move on to somebody else. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And with that, I hope you are convinced that mercy is better than Ronaldo. Is it not? Is it not? Whichever. But thank you. It's been a blessing. Take these things and run. Take these principles and run. In fact, the last thing I will say, the last thing I'll say is that consistency is better than intensity. You want to lose weight, you say, you think that it's running from here to Guarimpa and back once a month, you will not lose any weight. But if you walk from here to Chida Hotel and back every day for three months, you will lose weight. So some of the things you have heard throughout these leadership seminars, you are thinking, where can I start? Pick one and start. Pick one and continue. Pick one and continue. Consistency is better than intensity. God bless you. I love you.